Even in your hobbies, has there not always been some secret attraction which the others are curiously ignorant of? Something, not to be identified with, but always on the verge of breaking through. The smell of cut wood in the workshop, or the clap-clap of water against the boat's side. Are not all lifelong friendships born at the moment when you last meet another human being who has the same inkling, but a fate uncertain at the best, of something which you were born desiring and which beneath the flux of their desires in all the monetary silences between the louder passions night and day year by year from childhood to old age you were looking for watching for listening for you have never had it all of these things ever deeply possessed your soul have been but hints of it tantalizing glimpses promises never quite fulfilled Echoes that died away just as they have caught your ear. But if it should really become manifest, if there ever came an echo that did not die away, but swelled the sound into itself, you would know it. Beyond all possibility of doubt, you would say, here has the last thing I was made for. We cannot tell each other about it. It is the secret signature of each soul. It's the incommunicable soul. Unpleasant want. And the desired things we met before our wives, or even made our friends, or even chose our work, and which we shall desire on our deathbeds. When the mind no longer knows wife, friend, or work, while there is this, if we lose this, we lose all. C.S. Lewis on the problem of pain. And uh, what he is talking about there is hobbies. That one that one inkling that he's mentioning is your desire to uh, that one thing that you want to do above all else, a man's relaxing hobby. So that's what this episode is going to cover. Worthwhile hobbies for men. And um, we're just going to jump into it and talk about, to start off, we'll talk about why uh, as a man, you should have a hobby. Yeah, and and uh, why it should be specific, like it shouldn't just be a thing that you kind of do, like you know, video games. You know, they're not they're not really a hobby. You don't gain too much from them. They can be useful and they can be good to like pass time. Um, but again, it's more like a an activity. I would say a hobby is something that you know. It's outside of yourself. It's outside of stuff that you do with friends, kind of thing. It's like your own thing in a weird way. It's mm-hmm. like an independent we probably, thing. We should tackle that first. What is a hobby? Yeah, so There's I'd say anything that, yeah, anything that's potentially useful to you and may be adding value to your life one way or another while also mm-hmm. utilizing your time to sharpen some set of skills and also being enjoyable to you and something that you may or may not be able to make money off of. It's essentially an activity that you do alone or with others, but you'd likely do it like as an individual that is going to enhance your life in one way or another. It's going to be part of your personality and it'll reflect that. Um, yeah. I think the skill factor is key. Like it's a hobby is something that you can get better at over mm-hmm. time. The more you do it, just like a skill. Yeah. So, so the next thing, why should, as a man, 
or just as anybody, why should you have a hobby? That's why not question. just just work and then just rest? Or why, or just play video games or watch TV? Yeah, or just just do meaningless. Just oh, you know what? Also, hobbies are thoughtful rather than thoughtless, right? So, mm. um, that's one distinction we should make as well. They're thoughtful, right? Doing an uh, doing a hobby is thoughtful, right? It, it keeps your brain active. It keeps your brain stimulated. You may keep your body and mind stimulated as well. And it's something you can progress and get better at while also being a potentially useful skill in the future. So that's, I guess that's a good way to break down that hobby. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, why should you do thoughtful things? Because, well, they're worthwhile. Well, why are they worthwhile? Because they make you better. Well, what does it mean to become better? I don't think we have to get into that. It means to improve from yesterday on what you already have and learn something new tomorrow. Like that's what it really means to be better. Anyways, based on that, you know, why should you have a hobby? Well, the real question is why shouldn't you? Um, Why should you not spend Mm. time doing something that you enjoy that's a thoughtful activity that you can get better at? Why should you not do that? It's a very good question. And I don't think anyone (laughs) could really answer why they couldn't do it. So just from that standpoint. But still a lot of people don't at the same time. A lot of people people don't don't have – hobbies but because but a lot of people are also lazy and and mindless and we have to get you guys mindful thoughtful you know doing things that keep you intentional that they keep you aiming towards a goal of some kind right and that's that's the whole point of a hobby is a continuous aim outside of career outside of like personal relationships but it is continuously moving forward where to go so yeah, why should you have yeah. a hobby? It's, it's also really because just you making one. you way more of a, like a much more interesting person, right? People that if you don't do anything besides go to your job and then like watch Netflix, you're going to be pretty boring to talk to. But if you ever hear people talk about their hobbies, it's like one of the it's the type of conversation you could just go on for hours and hours. Like if you get two people that are both into the same thing, they can talk about it indefinitely. There's so much depth to that uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people might just be interested in your hobbies. If you have a lot of them, then you're just generally a more interested, interesting guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real. And it's totally real. And, you know, like what makes someone interesting, you know, what makes someone, someone who someone else can relate to, you know, what are some things that do that? And hobbies really is, um, one of those things that allows you to one find build connections with people. It allows you Mm -hmm. to build a connection with yourself as well. And, you know, again, it's all part of growth and thoughtfulness and especially with, uh, how it affects It's a great way to make friends, right? And although we said that you do it alone, like you started alone, it doesn't mean you have to continue mm-hmm. it alone, right? A lot of these hobbies, you actually should absolutely be doing it with other people and can, can enhance a hobby, right? So I guess we'll add that it's something you can do with friends and potentially family uh, if they're interested in. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, this is the, a private part of my life, which I can let other people in. 
So it mm-hmm. allows for communication. It allows for like a limited level of vulnerability in a way. It allows people to see inside of your life, which is really it's really interesting that way. It's it's really good. That's how you relate to people, right? You need things that you do together. You know, that's why, you know, I, I don't call watching sports a hobby. I mean, you like, you can't gain much mm. from it. I wouldn't call watching TV shows a hobby. Like, it's a pastime. It's you're, not gaining, yeah. you're not gaining anything from it, and you just pass time, right? Like, if you didn't do it and you worked out instead or you didn't do it and you did something else instead, it would be arguably better, right? It would be much better. And you mm. still find people and stuff in common with people. So, like, hobbies are a great way to also weed out people who just have pastimes past versus people who are thoughtfully and accurately trying to do things with their lives. So, you know, it really does be – it really does enhance your life. It, it shapes your life. It, it makes you whole. Mm. It, it becomes part of who you are, right? Oh, what did he do? Oh, he was – um. He was an avid motorcycle rider and mm-hmm. he loved the open wind in his hair and he loved uh, traveling from city to city and then going on the small dive bars to meet local culture. Like that's a cool, that's a cool little hobby there. Right. Um, he loves to. Yeah. It definitely really becomes what, your identity. Yeah. It becomes part of your identity, right? These hobbies. But in a good things, way, not like, not like you just pick my my sports team uh, is my identity now, or my yeah in, my Netflix shows is my identity. Individualistic identity is like number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of need to exist as an individual entity before you really put yourself out into the world. And hobbies is a big part of that, right? I feel like a lot of guys after high school they go to college and they're like, now what? Mm-hmm. They go to university and they go now one. And it's like now you should do school and maybe work or do school and work and get a hobby, right? Get something that you do. That enhances. Oh, excuse me. Ooh, a little tired nappy Friday. You should be just be trying new things, though, right? That's the because you don't know what well, you're yeah, like just, until. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're, we're gonna jump right into that. We're gonna. That's next. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah, you need to do a hobby because it's something that's useful for yourself and potentially for others, right? It's not uh, it's not a passive thing. It's an active, thoughtful thing. And you could say like meditation is a hobby even because it's not passive. Like it requires no, you're uh, right. some sort of effort. It requires almost focus and non-focus if you understand how meditation works. It's not it, – it's a concerted effort. It's not just, you know, standing by. And doing nothing, essentially. It is doing something. It is like thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get better at it. It's it's a yeah. skill as well. Yeah, it's kind of a skill, at right? The, same the time. acceptance of your environment. That's a skill and that'll help you in your daily life. Um, you know, and that's not to say praying is not a hobby. It's like a necessity, but, you know, that's, uh, that's mm-hmm. beyond a pastime. You're talking about active, uh, you know, communication with God. It's a big deal. Um, so that's what beyond the question of hobbies, um, for something, for an activity like praying, but now the question comes up, well, here's what a hobby is and here's why you should do it. How now we should get into maybe how we pick a hobby, Mm -hmm. how someone wants something that's like you said, it becomes part of your identity. So you want something that's going to suit your personality. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think that's. One thing you like, first thing you should look for is like, am I the type of person that would do X? 
like whatever it is, um, whatever it may be, like, would I be okay to do X? And even if you think, like I should say, maybe even if you don't think so, like still consider something because you could definitely become the person that does that type of thing, even if you're not ready for it at that moment. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, you grow into a hobby almost. Mm -hmm. And from there, you have to almost like make it part of you. It becomes part of yourself. So you have to kind of grow into it as well as grow from it. And that's one, that's a big part of it, right? It's, it's a continuous growth. Uh, it's essentially allowing for yourself to continually grow in an environment that's not career and that's not within a relationship. It keeps you on that mm-hmm. growth mindset, keeps you on the pathway and you can change it. This is the best part about hobbies. The best, absolute best part that makes it different from relationships, that makes it different from, you know, uh, necessary things that you need to do, uh, that makes it different from like a career or like necessary activities, which we will identify what's the difference between a hobby and a necessity. Um, Mm -hmm. It it is one of those things you can change. You're like, I don't like, um, let's say you did a lot of cycling and you're like, I don't like doing this anymore. It's not safe. It's not who I am anymore. I'm simply going to stop. I'm simply yeah. going to pick something else, right? I might move on to model train building or arts like like home crafts, right? Home uh, home home decoration projects, home improvements, or like simple uh, you know art pieces, woodworking or like wood carving. You know, you can transition mm-hmm. hobbies all the time, right? Easy, yeah. It's really easy. It's a great way to keep your life spiced up instead of doing the same thing over and over again. And some people will have a hobby that they love so much. That's all they want to do. And that's cool too, right? That's part of their identity. Mm -hmm. I'm always, I've always been the type of person to switch it up and try new things. And I like to like Jack of all trades type of guy where I know a little bit of everything and, and a little bit of everything and not everything of one thing. Um, Mm. That's how I like to live really. And it's been, it keeps my life interesting, keeps me spiced up. My variety going keeps me spiced on a growth mindset. That's the, it keeps that's me on the a, spice of life right there. Yeah. It keeps me on a continuous growth mindset where it's like, well, I'm going to get into this hobby. I'm going to get into this hobby. I'm going to be better at this. I'm going to be better at this. And you, you'll find one that you like love, which is awesome. Like I found martial arts and I was hooked, man. I was hooked. There's something about beating the shit out of people. It's just... No, I'm kidding. I just love beating the shit out of people. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. That's not how that works. Um, it's just the, the discipline, the motivation, the, the group, right? Because some hobbies are essentially like... Like martial arts, you need someone else kind of to do it. Other than like Tai Chi mm-hmm. or like uh, Kung Fu where you can kind of do moves yourself, Wing Chun. There's certain disciplines uh, where you do like katas or like movements that are individually practiced, which help with discipline. But like for a lot of people, uh-huh. that's great. But a lot of people, most people like martial arts because of the aspect that you're learning how to defend yourself. You're learning how to attack, um, defend, take punches, take kicks. You know, you're, you're becoming more versatile as a human body, as a human weapon. And I think a lot of people like it for that reason. And I think I got yeah. hooked because... You think it's more of a necessity, right? Yeah, and, and we'll get into how we, we, we're going to separate, you know, some things that maybe you don't like as much that you probably need to know, regardless of uh, whether you are a hobby or not, like whether they're one of your hobbies or not. 
yeah, so should we get into what makes, while you're searching for your hobby or hobbies, what makes a Mm -hmm. hobby worthwhile? Like, what is this the thing you're doing it? Maybe you should, what's the feeling you get that makes you want to say, okay, maybe I should move on to something else or Mm -hmm. opposite. Maybe I really like this and I just want to keep going deeper and deeper and give it more of my time and, and energy. Yeah, it really so just for me, it would be a feeling, right? It's a feeling, and it's also like maybe your life has changed. So maybe you're a young guy and you motorcycle a lot, um, and you get married and you do it a little bit less, and then you have a kid. And you're like, I can't do this anymore. It's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's not worth my time. Uh, in comparison, my kids are more worth my time, right? Uh, maybe I'll learn. I'll pick up uh, coaching, so I can help coach my kid and their team sports that they want to do. Um, you know, maybe I'll pick example. up nutrition as a hobby, right? So I can make sure my kid is healthy. I can pick up uh, philosophy so I can make sure my kid has good critical thinking skills. And, you know, and that's why I say like, you know, hobbies are, will eventually be an extension of yourself because they benefit others potentially, right? The way I look at it, it's like a lot of the activity that you do every day in order to like wake yourself out, out of this funk is like, would your child respect you for doing that? And mm. Like That's as they got one. older, would they respect you for doing that? As you got older, would your wife respect you for doing that? Like that's a really easy way to be like, should I be doing what I'm doing right now? Is how is this going mm. to affect me and my children in the future, not just myself? And with that framework, I think a lot of people kind of nut nut up a little bit. And hobbies are still a great way to do that and be like, oh, I should learn how to camp because I want to take my kids camping. I should learn how to kayak mm-hmm. or canoe because that would be a fun activity, a fun outdoor activity. You know, uh, hiking. Archery is a great little hobby, right? It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's potentially useful if you ever do archery hunting. It's cool mm-hmm. as hell too. Like a lot yeah, of these, cool. a lot of these hobbies are super cool, man. Like they're just genuinely badass. Yeah, and and yeah, like, the they're not that, that dangerous. The people that do them, you think, man, that's a cool guy because he knows how to, he knows how to shoot a bow. And you can even like get even deeper in archery and make your own arrows, make your own mm-hmm. bow. Exactly. Wrap your own string. Like it just goes. Yeah, now so you're going to bow crafting, intense. right? Yeah. Yeah. You do specific exercises to make sure your bow shooting is good. Like you, you can really get into it, right? And you're like, oh, I don't like archery anymore. I think I'm going to switch over to – I haven't shot before, but I chose to shoot a gun, and now I like it. And now I want to do marksmanship rather than archery, mm-hmm. and it's its own – like ever, there's these own little niches within the hobby market that you can really totally explore. A lot of them are, again, cheaper than others, right? Um, so that's something to think yeah. about too when you're younger – You'll have some less expensive hobbies, uh, you know, maybe like hiking, camping, um, you know, journaling, reading, writing, uh, home exercises, you know, maybe sewing or like um, mm-hmm. not not making is a great hobby. That's pretty cheap. You can literally, literally just tie a knot, right? You just need a rope. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you just need a rope, one rope and you can kind of tie itself or – two ropes and then like a little, you see how they tie together. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, simple, and that's simple, just very useful as well. Yeah. They're also very useful. Um, you know, so you'll have to really look at that and say, is this hobby, is this thing that I'm doing going to help my future? 
is it viable for me right now, right? Like, is it something I can do? Is it, can I afford it? And is it something that's interests me? Cause at the end of the day, it's going to be something that interests you anyways. Right. Um, mm-hmm. we like, we linked an article here that has 75 hobbies for men. And like, if you don't know what to try, here's a list, try them yeah, out. It's a good list. It's, we're going to go through it a little bit and, um, mm-hmm. talk about like just some items on the list. Like we wanted to say, these things are probably more necessities rather than just yeah. simply hobbies. But I would argue that a hobby. you can have like a necessity like cooking, for example. Mm-hmm. Like everyone should know how to cook out of necessity. But yeah, where it be- could become a hobby is like you get really into learning about gourmet recipes and like mm-hmm. maybe you upgrade your uh, – like you spend some money on your kitchen tools yeah, co- so you can yeah. actually make like really high-end food. You try specific be... cuisines. Um, you buy specific ingredients from like niche producers. Mm-hmm. Like you can get really in depth with a hobby that is also a necessity, and that's a big enhancer. Because like, yeah, exactly. People really respect people who can cook. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's again part of your identity. I like providing for others. I like providing food for others. I like when they enjoy what I can make, and boom, now that's part of your identity, right? That's what people see. And yeah, exactly. It's all like chefs are pretty crazy people. They're pretty cool. Like, and it's something you could potentially make money off of in the future, right? If yeah, you want to change careers, it's uh, it's one of those things where a lot of these hobbies can actually make you money in the future. So it's really that's why most of them, a lot of these are are some of these are just hobbies, but they could be a potential career path if you enjoy them so much. And that's mm-hmm. why I think it's important that a lot of people have hobbies when they're young because they're like, oh, I'm really good at this, and I love it so much. And I should go into a career where I can do this like all day, every day. And I would I would always enjoy it. Even if I don't make as much money, potentially, I can always enjoy this one career. So I think uh, experimenting with hobbies when you're young is really good as you're in like, as you're going into college and university. Mm-hmm. And, you know, late, That's a late good time school too. years. While you have time, like in school, you typically have more time and energy uh, to do these things. I think that's um, another thing I want to, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you don't necessarily have to focus on your hobby making money either because a lot of Mm -hmm. people get really stressed out in that sense of like you're doing something and then all of a sudden once you make some money off it, you think, well, now I got to work harder and make more. And then like that element of stress ruins the enjoyment of the hobby and it just feels like work which is something that does happen a lot. So you don't have to specifically go into it thinking you're going to make money. Like think of that as like a bonus and it's not necessarily, if it's something that's designed to relax you and then it ends up starting to stress you out because money gets involved, you know, it's not really mm-hmm. worth it. Cause yeah, most, most people don't make money off their hobbies. Most people spend a lot of money on their hobbies, which is okay mm-hmm. too. No, no, no. I'm just saying like if you have the luxury of being able to make money off your hobby, like if you love gardening and you're like, I want to become a botanist or a farmer, right? Or if you love Mm. beekeeping and you're like, I want to become a full-time beekeeper, right? Or honey producer, like part-time on the side and then eventually transition into a full-time job, you know, um, a bunch of stuff you can transition into a career, uh, especially – someone helping others with those hobbies right if you're really into archery eventually you can bow craft and you can sell them and that not a career yeah. but it's a way to make money not only just uh you know oh yeah sell knowledge, spend right? money on a hobby 
yeah, this self knowledge, you can really, again, you can extrapolate it so much. So, like, that's an important yeah. thing to think about, too. Definitely. So, uh, let's get into. So, we mentioned cooking is just something that's like a necessity, but could also be a could also be a hobby that you get really in depth to. And then you said as a necessity, hunting, camping, outdoor survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, I think so we'll get into necessity? what, what's the difference between a necessity and a hobby. And I think the difference is a necessity, is something you need or like is a very important thing you should have going through life because it can be very beneficial. So it can go mm-hmm. beyond that of a hobby. And again, like I call them necessities, but like you don't need to do them. It's just like if you know them, it's going to help a lot with like general life and general activities and your appreciation for life itself. I think these things will help. So cooking, one of the number one things I put as a necessity, and these all come from the list of the 75 hobbies, like 75 things that could be hobbies. And I think these mm-hmm. are the necessities. So again, we have cooking um, as one of the first ones I put because I think everyone should know how to cook, man or woman. I think everyone should know how to make food, how to prepare food, uh, how to make decently healthy food, how to make a, a nice meal for yourself. I think everyone should be able to do that. Like it's not a complicated I thing. I, everyone should know how to buy groceries or like get things that you need, right? It's really something that's useful for you in the future because eventually, you know, if you live alone or you're married and like your wife's, you're just not home to make make food or you actually are the cook in the family because you love to do it. Like it's a very beneficial uh-huh. thing, you know, especially I think it's more beneficial when you're single and, or even just for your kids, man, learning how to cook. It's great being able to provide other people with food and like decent food at that is, is a big deal, I think. So that's yeah, why people, I see people appreciate food. Yeah. They appreciate food, man. Everyone's got to eat. Everyone's got to eat, man. Even the vegans, the carnivores, you know, all these people got to eat. And if you're making the food, everyone's going to love you, especially if it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It has to be good. Otherwise, is it going to be like, you made this shit for me? Get out of here. Exactly. No, honestly. And then I think I think we can go through next. We have, we have camping slash hunting slash outdoor survival. They're all kind of together because you do some – there's a lot of overlap between those three activities. Mm-hmm. So – why is this a necessity? Well, you should know how to survive outside. You should know kind of how things work before you re- we were able to have houses and stuff. We should kind of have an idea of like what it really means to be outside. Uh, mm-hmm. to, we, it can help our, us appreciate our own lives more. It can help us appreciate, you know, the meat that we eat, what it really takes to, to get meat. We can appreciate uh, nature, uh, solitude, right? That's a beautiful part of camping and hunting. A lot of the time, you're just alone. You're alone with one or two other people, and it's usually very quiet and calm and relaxing. It's one of those great hobbies that can really it, – it, it takes you to escape from the rat race, but it keeps you in the world because, like, mm-hmm. all parts of the world we're able to be in, but nature is one of those things where it's like I think it's a necessity to get outside every once in a while, and hunting and camping are a great way to do that especially when you have no cell phone on you and stuff. It's like, well, not, not working cell phones, but like, you know what I mean? Like and you're it's, not using it's, social uh, media. It's skills that could potentially save your life one day in some kind of catastrophe. So yeah, absolutely. 
building that skill. Them, right? Well, you'll you'll never regret that you had those skills in those situations. You'll always wish that you you practice more. Like if you get lost in the woods, you'll wish you practice more bushcraft, and you wish you like oh man, I wish I knew how to start a fire by hand, and I wish I knew how to navigate by moss. But mm-hmm. I never spent time to learn that, so now I'm. Yeah, or you're using a compass properly. Here, right? Yeah, like, using a compass properly. Yeah, if you get stranded. Um, there's also there's just simple little things uh, about outdoor survival that like are very useful in, in everyday life. Um, you know, especially stuff like starting a fire, building a shelter, um, being able to like get clean water. You know, just in the set, just emergency necessities let's call them right if you're stranded anywhere you can can you could be ingenuitive and figure things out that's a big big mm-hmm. thing especially now that everyone like goes on a ship or goes on a plane goes drives long distances it's like if you ever get stranded can you can you help yourself yes or no and i think it's a necessity to be able to help yourself in emergency situations i agree um i was gonna say first aid but that's like more of like a learned thing um that's not really a hobby. First aid isn't really a hobby. It's more it's like probably a, part of outdoor you survival and stuff. Can be, it can be, but like, yeah, similar a bit of, category. A little bit of first aid is a good idea, I would say as well. And then Definitely. we have reading. I'm not going to explain I'm on my the fence. necessity. I mean, I'm on the fence of re- like people say reading is a hobby, but it's it's totally consumption based. It is consumption based. But then I think about at the same time, you could. And I, I, I believe you should, like, after you read a passage, mm-hmm. you should then reflect on the passage, you know, just ask yourself questions about it, write that down. I think at, th- at that point, it becomes yeah. active enough to be an actual hobby because you, you'll be building up notes and you'll, you'll be more actively learning than as if you just sit and read. Because sometimes people sit and read and then they, your eyes move over the page and then you just, like, forget wait wait wait! what did i just read you know what i mean exactly and it and gets glazing be, over yeah yeah it's almost like watching tv at that point mm-hmm. yeah like but i do reading, agree I, that it is a necessity yeah it's i would say learning i would say learning in general like learning about things that you mm-hmm. like things you enjoy learning more about your hobbies i like to listen to a lot of hunting podcasts so i learn more about hunting and camping and the different types of stuff people do different types of hunting laws right how they could affect you in the future it's uh-huh. interesting to know um and so i think learning is a necessity like continuous learning uh con- the consumption of materials that increase knowledge that is in itself like it is a hobby and that i think it's beyond a hobby it's a necessity you should be continuously trying to make yourself know more about things that you enjoy or things that may be useful to yourself or others I think it's a necessity and I put reading or listening to like books, audiobooks, or listening to podcasts that are, you know, information based, knowledgeable. Those are something that is a necessity, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's and here. Then next, uh, next we have journaling uh, listed as a hobby, but again, we say journaling is necessary and I'm, I'm big on this because if you don't, if you don't understand your own mind and you don't understand yourself, you're so far behind in life I've found and like just sitting and journaling consistently, uh, even just like a page a day or less even, but just consistently enough that you, it starts to soak in. You'll learn so much about 
yourself and your own motivations and then you, you'll learn what you actually should be doing mm -hmm. what your path becomes yeah journaling is so. a huge one that i feel like is a necessity a lot of people do it as like uh again a hobby of like you know oh, it's good to record my day and just to know what happened and so so on and so forth mm -hmm. um and it's, I think it's one of those things. It's like, you need to know about yourself. You need to write about yourself every day. You need to understand your days. You need to understand how things affect you in order for you to have a better life. So I put it beyond a hobby. I think it's a necessity. I think it's something every, every man, woman, and child should do and get used to at least once a week, just writing down, you know, yeah. stuff that you remember during the week, stuff that you enjoyed, stuff that you didn't enjoy, why that might be, uh, stuff that really set you off that you didn't realize why that happened you know what you what you want in the future what you were thinking on specific days ideas that you that may be good for your own future or that future of others like these are all good things and you need to remember them you need to journal them it's uh it's important that uh even historically like imagine your journal is like the last thing oh is, yeah that's found from our generation like in thousand years it's like what are you, what's it going to say? What's most, it going to have? Is it going to depict life? Most of history today? exists because people, people were journaling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, don't forget yeah, you are it's, a vital part of history tool. here. You're a vital part of history and you're a vital part of the continuation of humanity by writing. It becomes a vital part of yourself, right? You, you're continuing yourself. You're creating a past and you're moving forward constantly. So journaling is absolute mm -hmm. necessity. And next, we have my number one, my favorite, uh, martial arts uh, slash exercise. Because martial arts can be an exercise. So if you do martial arts, like you don't really have to go out of your way to do specific exercises unless you really want to. Because you'll probably be in decent shape if you just do martial arts. Like two to three times probably, a week, yeah. you'll probably be in pretty good shape. Um, and you'll be pretty fit. But, you know, if you don't. Why should you do martial arts? Why is it a necessity? I don't know. Do you want to get your ass whooped? <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're a man, I think you should be able to defend yourself and defend the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super important it's, to be able um... to defend yourself, protect yourself. And protect someone else potentially with you again. Are you going to want to be able to defend your future wife or your future kids? Do you want to be able to protect them and take care of them and, again, handle something and allow them time to escape if there's an emergency, right? So it's it's these little things that become necessities because in case of emergency, if you don't know them, you are fucked. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it doesn't seem like a big deal, but I think necessities are the things that you should absolutely know. Uh, have a little bit of knowledge about at the very minimum and and exercise and practice that knowledge and hone it hone that skill and i think martial arts is just one of those things that's like it's enjoyable you can do it together with people you can grow there's clear progress it's like it, it's a great thing to do as a hobby it keeps you in shape it keeps you fit like it's really really good and we had a, a whole one, episode uh, on like which martial arts are good. Yeah, so yeah check we that did out. a whole episode. Check that I can't out. Can't remember too. Which, which episode, but you'll find it. Um, <laughs> I would say equally we'll link it in the notes. as important. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be a link. Don't worry. Put it in the notes. Yeah. Um, equally as important as you know, being able to fight and defend yourself is 
the next one we had here, home projects and handiwork. So mm -hmm. basically being able to improve and maintain your home, um, which I think it's overlooked a lot among millennial generations, like the younger generations. They don't really think about this. Like they just think they'll hire somebody to do it for them. And, um, you know, that's fine. Even though their own fathers and grandfathers did this, these things constantly and they were able to oh, yeah, all the time. maintain their houses and improve their houses. And it was just like something people like men just knew how to do. And it wasn't even talked about, but now it's, it's becoming a thing where it's like much more rare to have someone who actually knows what they're doing in this respect. Which well, yeah, like, sucks. I think what's changed is fathers, like fathers would teach their children, and it would just continually pass on like that. It's like, well, I know what my father yeah. did. Um, and now people don't even know what their fathers know. They barely know their fathers. I think in general, as in general sense, and it's kind of difficult mm -hmm. because everyone, everyone's own life starts so early now. Like with social media and stuff, you get pulled away from your family so early now it's hard to kind of yeah, get their bad. knowledge and share their knowledge. So like one of the priorities for me is like knowing how to like do stuff around my home and hopefully eventually teach my kid. Right. Um, yeah. Cause I think it's important. It's important that if you know something, your kids should know something and they should pass it forward continuously. So these and home you make your projects wife happy too. do a home project. Yeah, literally. If you want her to make, if you want her to not have to worry about things as much, not have to worry about money as much, exactly. Know yeah. how to do basic things around your house, like changing toilets, changing sinks. It's not complicated plumbing we're talking about here. Um, you know, drywall mm -hmm. repairs. It's just simple things like wood repairs, painting, simple, simple things like cleaning out eaves troughs. Yeah. Like, again, that might be something you want to hire someone because it's a bit dangerous. Depends how tall your roofs are. Um, so that might be something you like, oh, I'm going to hire someone cause I'm not equipped and that's fine. That's not that big of a deal. Um, or you can be smart and build like a long hook arm that scoops <laughs> your eaves troughs. Yeah. Exactly out for your, your hobbies, building, building those long hook arm things. And... Hook arm things to clear your <laughs> But yeah, like, oh, no, like a lot of guys just like, like to tinker, right? Do, yeah, do just stuff. tinkering in general woodworking you know if you need to repair stuff wood things around the home you know uh furniture is getting old and it doesn't match the room anymore you know being able to sand it and restain it all nice like it's a it's yeah, a good thing good save idea. a lot of money you say oh we're changing the color of the room the furniture's not gonna match ah take everything out sand it stain it put it back and boom now now your furniture matches your room and Easy. you just save like thousands of dollars like furniture is like, yeah stupid expensive. this one you could make a lot of money because there's a lot of people willing to then. pay because it's a, such yeah. becoming a rare skill, right? That's actually a good idea. I might start doing that in my spare time because I can <laughs> do it. And it's like an easy way to make money, like buy a cheap piece of furniture, uh, fix it up, stain it, everything, and then sell it back mm. for like triple the price and, and still cheaper than brand new furniture, of course, right? And solid yeah, construction, exactly. a, lot of these, a lot of this furniture. That's actually a good yeah, idea. Wood, definitely. It. Uh, okay, so last thing we had that was a necessity. Um, I don't even know if I even agree with this one. You put it down. It doesn't Sewing seem like a necessity. It doesn't seem like a necessity, but I genuinely believe it is. I think simple sewing and simple knot making can be the difference between your boat uh, going away at night or yeah. like 
it being secured in a hurricane, no, you're, you're, right? You're right about that. Um, if you get a cut out in the woods and or anywhere you get a cut and you're like, well, sh- it's actually bleeding quite a bit and I kind of know how to sew, you can do shitty rough stitches and it's probably better than nothing, mm-hmm. right? Actually, I, have I just thought that. of everybody wears clothes like all the time, obviously. Oh, and really? Back in the day. <laughs> well, not me, but you know, everyone else wears clothes. And I, I see that. I'm kidding. What obviously, I wear clothes. Losers. Just a disclaimer. What cringe loser wearing clothes? I'm a nud- <laughs> nudist. Return. It's called nudist, the new little return. The nudist life. Yeah, return to monkey. Be a nudist. <laughs> be a nudist. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, basically, I was going to say. Back in the day when clothes was handmade or even just, you know, harder to come by and people had fewer garments. Now, like people just had their whole closet, a big pile of plastic. Like back in the day, people would actually fix their own clothes and make them last for their entire lives or resize things or alter their their uh, garments like to fit better. All of that is kind of a lost art. So I think I, I would come around and say that like learning how to do basic, like fix a button and or hem your pants, like stuff like that is, is definitely worth knowing. And I would put it in necessity. Yeah, it's absolutely like a vital thing to do. Um, Just being able to sit like, oh, your shirt ripped and it's a small, it's a small rip. And, you know, why can't mm-hmm. I repair this? I, I need to go out tomorrow. I, I want to wear this shirt. I'm just going to do my simple sewing or your pants ripped on the side. And you can you know how to repair them. Like it's not a really complicated thing, especially with black material. It's like simple, simple things, man. And and it saves you money, it saves you time, and it keeps you looking good. You know? Yeah. So I think sewing I put on as a necessity. I think it can be useful in emergency situations. I think you should know how to sew your own gar- garments, uh, if they're able to be sewed. And I think you should know how to tie certain knots. I think it's beneficial in general. Yeah, I think every you can convince me. We are rope pilled. So rope pilled. I'm rope pilled. Are you rope pilled? Um, but yeah, so those are necessities, and I'll read them back to you guys so you know what they are. Cooking, hunting slash camping slash outdoor survival, uh, learning, active learning, so reading or listening to podcasts, active self knowledge, aka journaling, right? So you can write about your day and learning about yourself and reflecting on information that you learned that day. Uh, martial arts slash exercise, something that keeps you in shape and potentially helps you to be able to defend yourself is always beneficial. Home projects and handiwork. Need I say more? Fix your own house. It's Mm. cheaper. I promise you. And it's not that difficult. Look up YouTube videos. There's so many resources, guys. There's no excuse. Yeah. Um, it's easy. And then the last one, sewing and knots again, nothing crazy just to be able to sew some pants back together. Just to be able to sew like a little rip in your jeans, a little rip in your shirt, uh, a knot that you can tie a boat or like tie a picture frame or whatever. Just simple knots, stuff that might help you out. So those are the necessities. And, you know, what I guess from there we can say what hobbies maybe should we not do? And I'm not going to say any specific ones. But I will say a broad tent, if you're doing a hobby that doesn't allow growth, it doesn't allow forward movement, and it becomes more mundane, it's a pastime, Mm. not a hobby. So 
again, just remember what is and what's not a hobby. Really listen to the definition, right? It's something that's thoughtful. It's something that allows for growth. It's something that's useful, potentially useful in your future or in your own life or in others' lives. It's respectable to yourself and others. And it improves your existence overall. I think that's to, to break it down. Like that's what a hobby should be. It has nothing to do with money necessarily. It should mm-hmm. be within your means. And that's it. Like that's what a hobby really is. So do we want to look over uh, this article? We're going to get into just talk about our own. Um, just let, just let people browse the article. I, we should yeah. just review. Um, we both made like a little list of what, mm-hmm. uh, specific hobbies that we've done. And, um, yeah, we could just take turns, give like a short review. Is it worth doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so then you can, you can start up. I think we have a list of hobbies we want to try in the future as well. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I can start it off. Um, these are all from the list, by the way, I think pretty sure maybe we added some, but, um, yeah, the first one that I've done for a year beekeeping, um, why did I want to get into this? Because I thought it would be a cool thing to do. It was something I wanted to do for a while, but like I said, we don't, I didn't have the means to do it until just last year. And then once I had the means, I decided this, this is what I want to do. Um, it was fun. It was something to learn about. It was the type of thing you, um, I probably should have put more time into, um, and been more like kind of on the ball, like with, with what the bees were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I, I can still keep going. Like it's not over. Uh, it's never over as we say. It's not. Um, is it worth it to beekeep? I would say yes. For me, it was, I really like, like honey. I've had fresh homemade honey, raw honey for the past year. It's been absolutely delicious, um, super healthy. So, yeah, is it worth it? It's a certain amount of upfront investment, but after that, you you really get a, a big reward after in the form of honey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would imagine. say beekeeping, beekeeping is a good hobby if you can uh, – if you can afford it and you have the space for the bees. Um, I actually know nothing about it. So I'm actually curious, like how intensive was it? Like, would you have to like pay attention to the bees every day? Um, um, like how does that every work? week and, to every and how two did you, weeks? How did you interact with them? How did you interact with them? Which is interesting. Yeah. So you have to go up, like go up to the box and actually open the hive the bees kind of go like they don't like when you do that. So you have to make a, make a smoke. You have this, it's called a smoker. Just a little fire in a, in a can basically with a, a bellows that puffs smoke at the, the bees, which calms them down, kind of makes them a bit more docile. And then there's a lot of different things you have to keep in mind. Like how's the, the health of the queen? Do they have enough, eggs being uh laid do they have enough um they have to have access to water they have to have um enough shelter basically it's about um every two weeks you want to check in on them you can't actually check in on them too yeah so it's not actually like a huge amount of time unless you have that's awesome 
a whole ton of hives, obviously, but then that would be mm. more of a your main occupation, not just a hobby. Yeah, true. But yeah, I just had two hives. Um, it didn't take a whole ton of my time. Uh, only checked them every two weeks. I could have checked a little bit more. Maybe I should have just to make sure they were doing better. But again, like too much micromanaging of it is bad. So you want to find a, like a happy balance there. And then so you, you learn to, uh, as you do it, the more you learn to be more like symbiotic with the bees and like they won't sting you because you'll know how to handle them properly and you'll you'll know how to sick. get into the hive without disturbing them. It's yeah, it's it's a fun thing. It's I enjoyed being around the bees. It's just like that nice gentle buzz in the background. Yeah, it's very so The bees chill. became my my friends. Oh yeah, they were great. The bees are friends. The I love to friends. I love to just go watch them like pollinate flowers too. Yeah, I figured it's you could like. That, I, I meant check on them, as in like you like would watch the the hive and like make sure, like it's like going well and yeah. alive and stuff. And uh, you did, you like and... yep, did you have yep. them in the winter? Yep. Did you have them in the winter? Or okay, cool. And I got them last spring, so I had them all winter. But did they die? Or are they still alive? Uh they did die. It was probably my my fault. I actually don't know why they died. <laughs> So that's the no! thing. You gotta learn. No! It's, a, ah! it's the type of thing you gotta learn. Dude's more devastated than me. <laughs> they killed the fucking bees! You killed the fucking bees! Alright, so I'll explain. Like, I'm not totally like a bad guy. It's, it's so over. The bees are gone. It's so over. I should do a whole episode about this because it's kind of a bad topic, but <laughs> yeah, basically. Actually, wait. There's, uh, maybe we want to save it then. Let's save the. Give me a quick rundown, okay, well, and then I'll, maybe we'll I'll get into it. Just say, it wasn't um, like neglect that uh, killed them. It was like there is a parasite that affects all the bees right now. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about like, oh, we're going to save the bees. Like that's what's happened to them. Is there's a parasite that was um, native to Asia, and now it's in European uh, bees and. Um, a lot of uh, honey producers lose half their hives per year. And uh, yeah, I was just kind of unlucky in that sense because um, the bees can't, they're subject to a lot more diseases when they have these parasites on them. The parasites just, as parasites do, feed off the bee. Like it literally sits on the bee's back and and eats them. Oh, disgusting. That's horrible. Yeah, and it's hard to build. Anyways. I guess make a pesticide that like kills the parasite, but not the bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. that's gotta be. That's gotta suck. Um, damn. I love how we went like deep into the beekeeping. Um, anyways, let's let's move yeah, forward. You, we should do an episode on that next. And, like, maybe we should go in depth on our hobbies one time. But uh, I think we'll just do the gist of each one for now. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have. I like this one because I do a little bit of it myself. Tobacco aficionado. So that means like pipe smoking, rolling cigars, rolling cigarettes, potentially uh, understanding the types of tobaccos, right? How, how does it, how, what's it like for you? What's, what's your aficionadery? What level are you? Uh, I'm like a novice, but it's, it's, it's fun to get into and try new tobacco and stuff. And it's just, 
it's enjoyable it's a bit more of an on the passive side of a hobby like because mm-hmm. um, it's not like i'm growing it but it's still like uh categorizing and collecting different flavors and you're building up a collection of pipes even like now i have two pipes you know i'm probably going to get more just because it's just an aesthetic thing to have mm-hmm. and to look at and to hold it a lot of guys like that type of thing yeah absolutely absolutely eventually could you potentially have your own like tobacco plants i think you can do that you can't you need a warmer climate i think maybe a greenhouse uh, it's possible makes I've, sense. I've, makes sense yeah growing them isn't that hard i've looked it up but um it's the the cellaring i think it's called or like the way they have to treat the leaves you have to keep them at a certain humidity and a certain temperature for like mm, 120 days straight. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So, so tobacco, yeah, I, I'd say I'm in the same boat. Those. I do pipe, yeah, go ahead. a little bit of pipe smoking and that's it. Just simple pipe smoking. That's all for the aesthetic, for the vibe and for the enjoyment of a smoke um, type of mm-hmm. a tobacco plant without like as much harm as cigarettes or cigars. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think it's the best way to consume tobacco. And I think yeah, tobacco is good for you, but that might be a different, uh, rabbit that's hole. a whole another take that would need to go in depth. <laughs> whole another take. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Maybe you guys aren't ready for that. Just kidding. Our audience <laughs> is good. They're ready for that. Yeah. Uh, hiking is the next uh, hobby that we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I basically love hiking. It's it's one of my favorite uh, pastimes. Um, yeah. For just being outside, um, you know, fresh air, exercise. Even though I exercise otherwise, um, mm-hmm. as well as hike. Um just being able to navigate terrain and like explore new trails. That's, that's another big part of it for me. Like, um, seeing new things. And also when you're out there, like you can go off the trail and see a lot of different things, climb trees, stuff like that. Just being out in nature gives you a lot more opportunities. Yeah. I think it uh, helps with curiosity. Uh, activity, right? Healthy and curiosity. I think a lot of people's curiosity kind of dies, and that's why I put in learning as a necessity because I like you yeah. need to keep your curiosity. You need to keep that childlike uh, wanting to know things. So, you know, that's only something good to have uh, curiosity, and that's hiking can help with that. It's like exploration, right? You're looking mm-hmm. at something new constantly. You're reassessing environments. Um, if you walk down the same hiking trail, like, like a few times a year, you'll notice how different it is all the times of the year. It's really interesting. So I like, that's my favorite part about hiking. Yeah. The different seasons. And I love when there's, I I wouldn't want to live in a, a climate that was more uniform. Like if I lived in the equator, I I don't think I would like that. I like having the distinct seasons and having things change over the year just makes me feel uh i don't know i don't don't know how to describe it It makes me feel more cozy i guess having the contrast between the two um extremes of temperatures and 
Yeah, I, I like a yeah. little bit of mod, more moderate potentially. I'd like it a bit more moderate, but like it's good to have the distinct seasons. I agree. Yeah, I think it's it's um, especially if that's what you you've grown up with and you're used to, it would just feel wrong not to have it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it would it would be weird for me not to have uh, not to have winter. Honestly, it would be really weird. Mm. As, uh, next. We have letter writing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I wrote this one. I don't know if you've ever written like a handwritten letter to somebody. No, no, no. I'm not. Uh, it's something I do recommend trying. Um, one of the things is not necessarily a hobby. Like you can get really into it, obviously. Um, it's not the most practical way to communicate, but it's more. Um, it's more personal. Like mm-hmm. when you're writing, it's ways to flesh out your thoughts and feelings. So if you want to actually like be more, um, connect with people more, like ask them like, Hey, what's your address? So I can send you letters. Right. Definitely, uh, can recommend even just like try it once and just see what you see how you like it. Yeah. I think that that actually sounds Get interesting. It feels like intimate. It feels very intimate. Um, yeah, it is. I think that's one of the big pulls for me. I think I would write a letter. I think I actually should. Uh, I think I should actually start writing letters. That's actually pretty based. I think I should write letters to people that I think I've wronged. And then, like, even if I don't send it to them, it's, like, good to be, like, that's how can I not idea. make the same mistake again? I think that would be really cool for me. I think I might try that. It's such um, a unique and special thing, too, like, receiving a letter. Because no one ever gets them. They, they just get anymore. junk mail, but then they get this thing. It's like actually addressed to them. They get to read it and open it. It's very special. Yeah. Next, martial arts. Boom, boom, kick ass, kicking butt. No, it's you know we. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. We know how much we've <laughs> talked about enough today. Okay, we're not next. True. We like we something. like martial arts. We do like martial arts. So let's just let's let's go next. Um. Interesting. This is interesting. I didn't know marksmanship. Yes. I didn't know you did marksmanship. That's very interesting. How does that work? Uh, See, you get a gun, you go to a gun range, and then you shoot a target. Um, And then you're like, wow, I was so bad at shooting that target. Now I'm going (laughs) to try to learn how I can actually hit the target properly and hit the bullseye. And, you know, there's there's different levels of that. Like, obviously, a rifle is a lot easier to shoot accurately versus a pistol. So mm-hmm. you get into it, then you, you get into different calibers. Uh, this one costs a lot of money. Well, it doesn't oh, have boy. to cost a lot. You can get, like, just one cheap gun, but you end yeah. up buying a lot of guns, a lot of ammo, um, spending your your money on a range membership. and Yeah, for sure. All that stuff. It's not but, a cheap hobby. No, not cheap at all. But if you can do it, it's um, since it's not cheap. Like I think that's why we didn't put it in necessity. But you know, mm-hmm. knowing how to use a a firearm is probably you know almost at the level of necessity once you can afford to to go regularly and practice with it because you want to be competent since it's such a uh, a dangerous thing. You want to be able to actually use it safely, and to do that, you need to practice. So if you want to be 
effective because you might need to use it someday. Um, legal disclaimer, yeah. I wouldn't uh, use my guns in an illegal way in Canada. Um, yeah, everyone, the... everyone's licensed here on this podcast. We all have licenses. Yes. And, yeah. And then next, I think you have here archery. And archery yeah, is so cool. I haven't done archery since I was a kid. Um, but I would like to get back into it and nice. like actually use an adult size bow. Like the the bow I have is like a, just a youth one. I think it's Let's only go. like forty or fifty pounds. But oh, it's, no, no, no. It's got to be less, man. It's maybe twenty. Maybe yeah. If I'm the youth sure, one, but... yeah, you'll see. But uh, yeah, archery is a bit more. It's very similar to marksmanship, but you don't have to go to a specific range you can mm-hmm. do it in your backyard it's so it's a bit more accessible that way it's good for kids too um it's harder than shooting a gun oh wait, way harder. in a, a few ways so just for being harder by virtue of that it's you know it takes more skill to master you can put more effort into it it's a little bit cheaper but not that much mm-hmm. like um i do know people uh, like my uncle one of my uncles um, like I mentioned before, like he's into archery and hunting, but he like literally makes everything, every part of his bow from scratch, makes his own arrows. That's awesome. Makes his own arrowheads, like buys feathers, ties them on the end uh, for fletching. That's it's dope. Cool. That's very cool, actually. And I think that's it for you. And I actually have to go. Oh no! Because we're running, we're running long. We're a little but long, yeah. Maybe we'll do a part here. two, hobbies part two. I think there's a lot of content here. There is there's a lot. a lot to be dis- there's a lot to be discussed. Like I haven't even gone to like I think both of us have done a lot of stuff, so it's it's actually be interesting to be like, well, where what are these guys saying? What is their experiences? Well, we've done a lot of shit. Mm. Um done a lot of shit. So I think with that I will say just get some sort of hobby, please. Just do something. Just you do can enjoy it. Man. Just do just something you enjoy. Don't just, just do watch it. Netflix, man. Do something you enjoy, please. That make your life better. And that's it. All right. To be really happy and really safe, one ought to have at least two or three hobbies, and they must all be real. Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm.